0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome along to the Invincible Podcast. Not with my man Lee Judges, because he's on holiday at the moment in Dubai. He'll be back tomorrow. I was chatting to him. I said to myself, I don't want to bother him because he was... He goes, Robbie, I'm in the middle of getting me tan, right? So I want to see how dark he is when he comes back. So we bought in an able replacement, not just an like able replacement. Somebody who was on the show last week, and how I understand it, because I was away in Miami, he stole the show, ladies and gentlemen. Julian's back. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I do like that introduction. But you stole
1: the show, man. Well, I was allowed to speak, which was good, so I could elaborate on my opinions on various different Arsenal-related
0: subjects. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean? That, that, that sounds like a dick. Not a dig. You was allowed to speak. Was that is that a dig at me?
1: I would never, ever dare. So who don't allow
0: you to speak then?
1: Well, occasionally, um, mainly on starting 11 shows, I don't always get to um, finish my arguments. Or there's various tactics. You're carrying well, there, there, feelings. There, there was, there was <laughs> various tactics and strategies employed, and especially at the last one, when we spoke about international football, where you used your standard practice of just talking for as long as you can, and then said, right, we'll move on to the next subject. So
0: you are talking about me then?
1: Okay, a little bit.
0: So I brought yeah. you on the show, out of the kindness of my heart now, I'll say to myself, you know what, he did well last week, I'm gonna bring him back on that, and you come on immediately and start slagging me off. Well, it's not slagging you off, it's just- No, it high- is, you're having it, a dig.
1: No, 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 I'm just highlighting the particular reason why last week's show was so good. Because I weren't on it? No, 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 no. Because I was allowed to speak for a bit longer. But that's a dig.
0: No, no it's not a dig. It's a positive for me. You know, I'm always into the positive. No, positives. no, listen, he ain't coming back, mate. I'll tell you, that's <laughs> it. Right? How can you come onto someone's show and immediately he comes on, digging me out like that? Mm, sorry, can I come back? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. In all seriousness, it's great to have you on. Um, have you been in the international break? You know what I mean? I know, listen, this guy has... Me, me and him go to games together we sit next to each other at a game and I know you're mad passionate about Arsenal your whole life centres around Arsenal right when an international breaks on yet another one we've been discussing this today I mean I know they have to happen because you know we've got the Euros coming up then you have World Cups and things like that but it just seems like three international breaks before Christmas seems a little bit ridiculous to me I don't know what you think and It's just not the same, is it? It's not the same vibe.
1: Yeah, for me, and I've said this so many times, I'm not really a football fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. And football, for me, is only interesting when I love or hate a particular team. So I don't watch Barcelona against Real Madrid. Not because I don't think it's a great game, because I do. It's an interesting game for most people. But for me, it's not interesting because I don't care who wins and loses. So I'll quite happily watch Spurs because I want to see them lose and I take pleasure from seeing them lose in the same way as I take pleasure in watching Arsenal win. So the international break for me, especially this one, because I do have an affiliation with England, of course, and the England games were a were dead rubber. So I didn't bother watching them. I had no interest. The only interest I've had actually was last night because I stayed up late to watch the Brazil-Argentina uh, the, uh, Brazil-Argentina game I then realised at one o'clock I didn't ha- actually have any channels that had it on so I watched it on one of those text commentaries on, um, on Sky Sports
0: you watch it on a dodgy stream do you
1: no 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 Go on, you can own up man Come no, on. no 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 I, look, one of my <laughs> previous works was in copyright <laughs> enforcement so I couldn't possibly be doing um, that so you be watched doing it that.
0: on a text
1: what, what's that well, it's, it was on Sky Sports, so I put on to see what the team was. Yeah. My first interest was was Jesus playing.
0: Listen, all three Arsenal players that were in the Brazil squad were playing. Yep, Gabriel Magalhães played, Gabriel Martinelli played, and Gabriel Jesus. The three J, the three Gabbies, all played in the game. Yep, Jesus played the full ninety, didn't he? Yeah, he he did. I mean, I got excited. Thought this man's injured. You know what I mean? Didn't play in the full ninety. Yeah. How did he? Was he in shape? All right oh but you didn't watch it you well just literally-
1: i saw it on the commentary the first thing i got excited about was that he got booked after five minutes this was right. Jesus and i thought great he's going to get sent off and then he'll be <laughs> uh, and then he'll be good for arsenal but he did he spent the whole 90 minutes there it was and a, they it lost a, as well they lost which i'm not that fussed about and the other thing about that particular group i'm not saying it's a dead rubber but there's 10 10 teams in that league yeah. six have automatic qualification, through. and the seventh goes into a qualifying um, heat against what's probably going to be a second-rate international team. So it's all yeah.
0: Seventh going to qualifying against the team from Australasia.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it could which, be like,
0: which, which normally a South American. It could look. be New Zealand, Australia, yeah. somebody like. That.
1: But if Brazil were to come seventh, they're sixth at the moment. They're almost definitely going to get through on the qualifying round. So for me yes it's a world cup qualifier and it's obviously important to brazil and it's important that they beat argentina it's a local derby for them but in the general schemes of things for me arsenal's far more important the only reason i watched <coughs> it, or didn't watch it but kind of kept abreast of it was because of my um worry for um for jesus
0: figures about it right you you say it doesn't matter but for a player like jesus for martinelli for um Gabriel at the back. It does matter. That's the first game Brazil have ever lost at home in. First qualification game they've ever lost at home. That was last night ever in a World Cup when they're trying to qualify for a World Cup. They lost their last game against Colombia, which Martinelli scored in that game. Yep. Um, but they lost that game. They've lost three on the bounce. Now, you say it doesn't matter for, as an Arsenal fan, but think about it. As a Brazil player, we want these guys returning on a high. They're now going to be returning to Arsenal on a bit of a low. They will be getting heavily criticised that Brazilian team, especially Joe Linton. He got sent off in the game. Yeah, I didn't think. But he should they will be off. they will be getting heavily, heavily criticised because the Brazilian media, when it comes to Brazil, I, I, I've, I've witnessed it when I was at the World Cup in Qatar. They just assume they're going to win every single game, right? So these players are gonna be returning back to us under some heavy scathing criticism because they've lost those, you know, they lost both international games. So I think it does matter for Arsenal. We we want these guys returning feeling good. They're not gonna be returning feeling good now because they, you know, they last two games, Brazil were poor.
1: Yeah, so, so, so th- there you go. It's even worse for Arsenal then. So if he hadn't been picked and he hadn't played, he'd be coming back a lot more positive than playing 90 minutes and they lost. And ultimately, what I meant when I said it didn't matter, it doesn't matter to me. I do It doesn't matter to me, but it matters to our players. It, it, It matters to the players, but ultimately they're professionals. And when they come back to Arsenal in whatever shape, and hopefully good shape, both mentally and physically, then... I would expect them to be able to forget about what's gone on in their international careers and come back and focus directly on Arsenal. Now, Jesus was injured for a month. Yeah, and played the whole game. he's, He's played 90 minutes. Now, if he was playing for Arsenal, I'm pretty certain Arsenal would not have thrown him into 90 minutes worth of football straight away. No. But when he was injured for Arsenal, he was gradually, I remember I think he came back against Fulham and he was brought on with about 15-20 minutes to go and that was it and he was gradually reinserted back into the team. Now, Brazil, everyone looks after their own interest. Now the reason why Brazil threw him straight in was because Brazil don't have another qualifier or a game of any meaning until 2024. So if he is going to pick up another injury, then he's almost, definitely, unless it's an unbelievably serious injury, going to be back in time to play for them. Arsenal have his more of his interests at heart because they need him every week.
0: Of course, and by him playing a full 90, I very much doubt now that he will play on he won't start on Saturday. You, you know, hopefully you'll be in the squad. Um, but you know, if you've been out for a month and you've had to play a full night in the Maracanã against Argentina, your deadliest rivals, really physical game. You could see it was kicking off in the yeah. stands, big time. Like it was kicking off on the pitch as well. It was kicking a off everywhere. Of it was, bookings you know, and- yeah, right that is an intense game. Then you've got to fly all the way back to England and then go to Brentford away, which is gonna be another intense game. Long throws, you know, what I mean really physical team. I very much start. I very much doubt that he's gonna start. Martinelli played in that game. Gabriel played. They played the last two games as well. You know, um Saka, who's been playing for England, he's played the last two games, came in at halftime in the in the first game on Friday, played most of the game the other night. You know I'm just hoping that these guys are going to come back, you know, in a real good condition because we've got a really important run of games coming up um, and we need these guys in good shape, you know, so the Gabriel Jesus playing 90 minutes, I'm a bit concerned about.
1: That is not good for Arsenal. It's just mm. not good for him. I, mean, I know if I haven't done a particular exercise or any of us haven't done a particular exercise for a while and then we exercise, how do you feel for the next few days? You're aching. You're not, you're not ready to go train again. You don't want to do anything too intense too quickly. And you can't get more intense than playing 90 minutes against Argentina when you're a Brazilian. And yeah. then having to fly back. So yes, I understand it's important for How Brazil. long is that flight as well? It's um,
0: it's you eleven You used to go to Brazil, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it's eleven hours.
0: Eleven, and it, that's not a that's not a short flight. And I know people will be out there saying, well, they're flying first class, but it doesn't matter. It's still a long flight. You still got to wait in the airport, leave the airport. You know what I mean? You got to factor all that in as well. You still got that sort of time difference, jet lag. Even me, I I was over in um Miami last week got that last week Friday I wouldn't say I've been massively jet lagged but I've felt a little bit tired only just getting back into everything now you know what I mean so it does have an effect definitely does have an effect
1: yeah so my interest is Arsenal Jesus playing 90 minutes for Brazil in the early hours of a Thursday morning when he's got an important game on Saturday is just not good for Arsenal so therefore I'm not into it because my, my love is Arsenal, not Brazil, especially now.
0: <laughs> well, listen, let's hope that, um, you know, they all come back in good condition. Um, but yeah, it is it's a little bit worrying that he played all those um minutes. The, the other thing in the international break, before we get into this week's game, which is against Brentford, the other thing about the international break, I want to get your views on, is all the sort of shenanigans around... Teams that have, you know, may have bro- or may or may not have broken rules. Everton docked ten points. I, I was shocked by that. I didn't think they get that amount of points docked. You know, I mean, you only get nine points normally when you go into administration. They got ten, right? They've been docked ten points. They have got teams like Leicester and that saying that they might appeal. Sorry, might, they might um sue them as well because you know quite rightly they're looking at well, we stuck by the rules. We went down, Everton stayed up You got It's all a reason again about Man City They got facing 115 charges Probably those charges are going to be heard Maybe next year What happens to them now If they're found guilty What happens to Chelsea If they're found guilty They're another team that You know, voluntarily That's the same thing that Everton did Voluntarily told the Premier League That, you know, they've broken rules What could happen to them What could happen to Tottenham? Tottenham also now drawn into this for a deal that they did regarding Jermaine Defoe back in 2008
1: yeah
0: 2007 2008 where you know there was some dodgy dealings between allegedly between Tottenham and agents what what happen to them I mean <laughs> it's it's got mad recently over the uh, international break all, all of these things coming out
1: yeah, it's, um, I was really shocked by the Everton, Everton one. I didn't expect anything like that. Because when you actually look at what, what they've, they've done, it didn't seem so dramatic to me. Number one, as you said, they admitted it. They were very open with the, with the Premier League. Um, they didn't try and hide anything that they did. From what I understand, the rules are you can't lose more than £105 million over uh, three seasons they lost or or they went over that Mm -hmm. limit by 19.5 million. Yes, it's obviously exceeded it, but to then dock them 10 points, which is fine. If that's the rules, fine. But then what you're going to get is you've now got Man City, you've got Chelsea. On the face of it, what they've done is a whole lot worse. So if you've set that precedent, then what's going to happen? What's going to happen if you follow that precedent, which is generally what happens in legal matters, is that the first case becomes the precedent and then everything else kind of follows on from that case, is that you're going to get some unbelievably severe penalties. If you get unbelievably severe penalties, then what's going to happen is that leagues, cups, football is going to start being decided in a courtroom rather than on a football pitch. And I don't think that's gonna be good for anyone.
0: Yeah, but if you broke the rules, too bad, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit like in athletics, isn't it? When you got got um, an athlete who, you know, they won the 100 meters, ben, ben, ben Johnson all those years ago, right? He won the 100 meters, he broke the world record, but it was later found out, it was, you know, a couple of years, was it a couple of years later, or about a year later, it was found out that he actually cheated. Might even have been the same year, but it's found out that he cheated. Yeah, he was stripped of his world record, right? And he was stripped of the medal, and then they handed the medal to the person who comes silver. you've got silver? He got the gold, and silver got um, bronze. Got silver, and so forth. Yeah, that's just the consequences of you cheating. If Manchester City have broken the rules... and 115 of them. 115 they? charges, and this is allegedly, remember, this is, they're not guilty yeah. of anything yet. It has to go to court. If Chelsea are guilty, I don't know how um, the ins and outs of the Chelsea one, but if the appropriate punishment, for me personally, when I look on it, if the appropriate punishment is points dropped, relegation, and those titles stripped away obviously it's not great for the Premier League but it has to happen that's the only way you stop people from doing it in the future that's the only way you protect the integrity of the Premier League yeah you're right it's not good for football but we've seen for instance in Italy Serie A Juventus who are the biggest team in Serie A you know what I mean they're like the Man United of Italian football they got relegated down leagues more than one league they got you know, titles stripped away for for cheating. I think if you know if they are guilty, I I, I have no problem with the punishments. It, you wouldn't say, for instance, they handed Arsenal the title for last year. You don't want to win it that way.
1: No, you really it's, it's don't not, want to win it's it. It's not that really way. winning
0: it. I mean, yeah, I, you, you, you. But I'll take it because they cheated. I
1: I listened to Turkish yesterday, and I don't hear many much stuff come out of his mouth that I agree with, but yesterday he was bang on in as much as he wouldn't accept that as a a championship win. Because for him and for myself and for most fans, it's all about the memories, it's all about the moments. To then just look on a piece of paper and see Arsenal as champions in 2022-23 is pretty meaningless. But what are you actually it is, taking? Listen, you, it's, it's, taking, it's meaningless. You
0: mean, you're taking a piece of paper. You are taking a piece of paper. It is meaningless. Well, well no, it's not meaningless because we would one, we would have, it'd be another title by our name, right? But at the end of the day, nobody wants to win it in that manner. But if City were guilty, and as I said, and I and I want to make this clear, at the moment they're not guilty of, of anything until proven guilty right these are alleged things and also as i've said it many a times i feel sorry the only people i feel sorry for if they were found guilty would be their fans
1: no no no, no, they, no they've had enough of good times no over you, the know last what, seven you know what you know what you got
0: you know what you got to feel sorry for the fans right because they haven't done anything wrong all a fan does is you turn up to support your team right the fans have had no effect upon you know if any dodgy dealings have gone on, and so, or obviously, yep. you know, we'd be the same. If we, if, if Arsenal had broken loads of rules and won titles, won Champions League, and that, we would be happy. We'd be hoop, right? And we wouldn't have done nothing wrong either. So you can't blame the fans for anything. Yep. But if their clubs are guilty, they got they got to pay the price. The, 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 I mean, that, that's just the way it is. And you think about it, right? And I've said this before. And I remember saying it, you know, I, I said, said it when I was on the overlap that time. And even I remember the next episode of the overlap, I said it on one show, and Gary Neville didn't really agree with me. And then the next episode, I remember when he came back and he said, you know what, I thought about what Robbie said in the last episode, right? And I actually understand where he's coming from now. Because I made the point that Arsenal, when they moved to the Emirates, how hard we had to work, how us as fans, remember? Yeah. When we moved into that stadium... Because we did it the right way. Yeah, the first thing... we followed the rules. Arsene Wenger said, guys, we're going to have some years of pain here. We're not going to be able to buy many players because we've got to pay for the stadium. And as a matter of fact, we started losing year in, year out, loads of our players. Most of them to who to? Man Man City. City. Right? And we swallowed it up as fans. We took it. It's only after a while our patients started to run out and say, Well, how long is this gonna-? you told us five years of pain. Now we're into the eighth year, ninth, tenth. You know what I mean? But we as fans understood Arsene Wenger year in, year out. Yeah. He remember he came out famously and said, Getting into the Champions League is like winning a title. Like winning a trophy, a like winning a trophy. trophy. sorry. And we he were said, all he said fourth place is a trophy. Fourth place is a trophy. A lot of us got annoyed by that because we're like, hold on a minute, fourth place. uh, 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 One second, let me just make my point, yeah? We're like, fourth place ain't a trophy. Fourth place is fourth place. But now years after, you started to understand what he meant because he was like, yo, fourth place for us is like a trophy because it brings in money that enables us to then go and get players, that enables us to keep this thing afloat. Because if we weren't getting fourth place, mate, you wouldn't even be able to see half of the players that you're seeing. So we were struggling to balance the book and to do things right. Meanwhile, allegedly, you've got clubs that are bending rules left, right, and center to pump money in under shell companies and things like that, or dodgy dealings to inflate their value so that they can beat FFP so that they can buy our players and buy other players, and let's be real, great players and a great manager equals titles champions league etc if you've got the money to go and get pep guardiola and all the best players in the world
1: at, at what's it nine hundred and sixty thousand a week
0: exactly you have got a great chance of winning the league you've got a much better chance of winning the league than a team that's having to say boy you know we've got to balance the book yeah um we're gonna to have to sell our best player to him and our best player to that so let people remember that when they're thinking with sympathy about any chance, any sort of, uh, you know, sentences that may be handed down to teams that have bent the rules.
1: OK, so, so the first thing I'll address is why I don't feel sorry and I don't have any sympathy for Manchester City fans if the worst happens to them, that they would get relegated, they'd have all the uh, trophies stripped from them. And the reason I don't feel sorry for them is because of the same reason that Turkish mentioned yesterday of the the positives of winning trophies is the feelings and the memories. They've had those feelings and memories. You cannot strip those feelings and memories away from those fans. They've been there, they've experienced it, they've had it.
0: Yeah, but they'll feel empty after, innit? Because you imagine that, right? The Invincible season. No, Anfield yeah. 89, which yep. I know you was at, yeah? Yep. And I know how many times you talk about that fondly. It a, yeah. Your greatest ever memory. Greatest in moment football. of my life. Yeah? Greatest moment of my life. Greatest moment of your life, right? Imagine if you heard like, you know, years after that, 10 years after that, that actually, you know what, Um, Arsenal have been stripped of that because they were actually done for cheating well,
1: there was a rumour at the time it started by Spurs fans yeah, <laughs> that, that Grobbler took a bung and uh, jumped out the way when Thomas was uh, I,
0: actually, I actually met Bruce Grobbler last week yeah right and I said uh, remember 89 yeah. and he just ignored me when I was, yeah. but I thought I, I, he, he it, didn't, it was a he, nice he, guy actually. yeah he
1: didn't jump out of the way. Yeah. And, and the difference is Arsenal won that that league title and the, they did it the right way but what if it, you it was heard, gun,
0: what if you heard years after that actually, you know, they cheated. There was like, you know, some shenanigans that have gone on that they cheated to win that game, or maybe the game was thrown. Even though you still got that memory, you're going to feel a bit empty, aren't you?
1: No, I'm, I'm not. I just to not be, uh, because I'll always look back. It's maybe it's the, it would be my selective memory of it yeah, but you and I wouldn't back, allow my, myself to. Yeah,
0: but you look back and you say, you know, like you go and you boast to people and say, yeah. oh man, I was there in eight, Anfield 89, my greatest memory. And then you're saying that to someone and they say, yeah, but you lot cheated though. Bloody bunch of cheats, man. You got done for that, got stripped away for that title. That. All of a sudden it, that memory becomes a little bit hollow. It's like-
1: I wouldn't, it, say, I wouldn't say hollow, maybe slightly shaded, but, but that would be it. Um, I would still always have the memories of what happened that night of the championships that I've seen and Man City fans will always have that and here's the flip side to that if they are found guilty I mean even if they're not found guilty the reality is Manchester City were not a great team before the investment that went in there whether they've cheated or not the reason Man City it was no coincidence that when when they arrived Man City not even gradually within um, literally a few seasons were starting to challenge for top four. Before that, they were relegation, they were a yo-yo team. They're actually in the third tier of English mm-hmm. football a few, a few seasons before, I think, as, I think at the, the turn of the century, maybe even, yeah. even earlier than that. The reason why they have had the success, regardless of whether they've cheated or not, is because of the investment that went in. So those fans have enjoyed that those experiences because of the fact the money's gone in they have, but, a, yeah. and, and that's why I don't feel sorry for them because they wouldn't have had those experiences yeah, but, but they, if they'd, somebody
0: like they'd, they'd still be know.
1: losing to Oldham
0: yeah but if somebody's then going like you know a Man City fan York I think and they says, lost them, you know goes to a Man United fan and says listen we won them title at X amount of times we did the treble right which you did the treble and we've equaled that and then a United fan turns around to him and says asterisk treble yep. asterisk treble because it's been proven that you did this and you did that and that, that takes away yeah. I'm sorry yeah. it does no. you may still have that memory yeah. but your memory has been tarnished yeah. it's a very important time for it, teams no like no it, it is look it takes away
1: some of the excitement some of the experience but it will be taking away an experience they should have never had in the first place and yeah. that's why I don't feel sorry for them
0: yeah, well, no, I feel sorry for the fans. For the fans, because they ain't done mm. nothing wrong, Julian. Yeah, but, but then they've enjoyed the they've enjoyed the successes. Yeah, but, yeah, they've no, had but, the
1: successes. Yeah, and but, a lot of them are probably only there because of the successes.
0: No, but you, they, you can't help it that your team's suddenly got loads of money and, and, and have gone and bought players no, and stuff but, like that. No,
1: but they've enjoyed, they've had the benefits.
0: Yeah, they've had the benefits, but I'm saying I would feel no. sorry for them because then that their memories will be ruined because of the owners or the people that were doing the business around their club
1: yeah still not sorry for them (laughs) I'm not sure if I feel sorry for Chelsea at all yeah (laughs) are you going to feel sorry for Tottenham fans if something happens to them 100%
0: not yeah there you go I mean they're talking about pulling that back to 2008. 2008 yeah that is a long time to go back. It though, is. Right? I was really surprised by that. Yeah, that is a long time to go back. But
1: hey. And, and if it they, wasn't and if it wasn't Spurs, I might want to argue against that going back so, However,
0: in Athletics, again, they do that. I remember mean, was it uh that the uh, hundred meters runner, female one, Flojo. Yeah. Remember Flojo, Florence Florence Griffith Joyner. They went way back and stripped her. I think she'd even passed away. And they stripped of of the medals that she won because they found out that she was running doped up and at the time she was the golden girl of athletics so they do it in other sports yeah so in law there's a
1: statute of limitations which means you can only go back so far so in with uefa the reasons why the charges were dropped against man city wasn't the fact that they were found innocent it was the fact that the um the purported crimes were committed um, too too long ago, out of time. Yeah. So surely the Premier League must. Premier have League
0: don't have that statute though, and that's the okay. thing, and that's why they're well, able then, to, well, then how far? That's why they're bringing these charges against Man City because they don't have that that time limit like what they uh, UEFA have. Okay. So that's why they're still able to say, well, hold on, you need to answer these things.
1: So then, then I would say that Arsenal have been quite lucky. In as much as the Premier League weren't around when Norris was around and he bribed the Liverpool chairman to keep us in the first division.
0: Yeah, uh, you're talking about going back into like, before the war. But if there's no, sta- <laughs> there's no statute the, of limitations. That, that was before the Second World War.
1: I think it was about 19. 19- it was, it was in the early 1900s, I'd yeah, be guessing. before the Second World War. Yeah, it was before the First World War, I think. Before the First World War. Yeah. You can't go that far back. Come well, you no, know, if there's no statute of limitations, <laughs> that means you can go back as far as you want. That's why I'm, I should... I mean, I believe there should be a statute of limitations. You can only go back so, so far. Well, that, that would be the question. For me, it would be 10 years, because what you're doing, you're punishing a previous regime... No, you, you're, you're punching the, the current regime for the for the previous regime's crimes. Mm. So there's got to be some something there, well, but uh, but I think we should at least keep these rules in until um, we shouldn't go back beyond 2008,
0: Yeah. so, well, we'll see how it so pans Spurs out. are guilty. We we'll see how it pans out, there's a lot of nervous um, fans and owners of certain clubs around at the moment. Um, The City one probably won't be heard till next year. The Chelsea one, I'm not sure when that's going to be heard. The other thing
1: about about the City one that I don't quite understand, there's 115 different charges, but you can split them into about five different categories. And one of them is, in effect, um, making it very difficult for the, the Premier League to investigate. They're being obstructive. Now, if they just divided things up into the different sections, and the first one, which... In my mind and i'm not a lawyer but i have worked in the legal field is that you go for the simplest one so the simplest one is if you're obstructing justice if you're not if you're obstructing that investigation surely that's not that difficult to
0: prove or disprove so you do them in sections yeah but uh, but actually if you look at the way the law works like say when they're bringing a big case right you know one of big mafia things like they, had, they just had one this week um, in Italy, Drangata, what they bought they've been bringing that for two years. They've got loads of charges, right? But what they want to do is they want to accumulate them up and then they want to do all of them along and then at the end, bang, you're gone. whopping sentence. So yeah, yeah, but maybe the, it's that, a similar that might thing. In
1: maybe they, it would be more, it, of, be yeah, it might be more effective to go for the first one, you know, do them in the sections. So hit them for the first one and then they might be a little bit more compliant.
0: Mm. I don't think so. Man City have got more lawyers than the charges. You know what I mean? So it's going to drag on yeah. that. It's going to drag on and on. In the meantime, we can't use that. We've got to beat what's in front of us. And we've got some serious games coming up now. No more international breaks between now and uh, Christmas, or should I say now and the new year. Just straight Premier League games all the way through. Lots of them as well. Starting off of this weekend, going away to Brentford. We played Brentford earlier on in the season in the League Cup got a good win in that game even though we had a much changed team it made more changes than they did they, yep. they went with a pretty strong team that day it was, it was, it was, that it was day, a
1: tight game could have gone
0: either way that one right um, but we won the game we we beat them very easily last year yep. Um at their place it's 3-0 how do you think it's going to go this time around I mean straight off the back of an international break going to Brentford away Saturday night 5.30 kickoff UK time hostile atmosphere well, no, it's not hostile. Right, it's not hostile. It's 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 yeah. a great noisy it, stadium. It's, it's noisy, great little but it's, stadium. it's supportive. Yeah, it's and positive. you know that them as a team, they're going to put it on us, right? Because they're a physical team. They're a team that there's lots of long throws into the box. They're very direct. They're all about soaking it up and then catching you on the counter-attack, which they're absolutely brilliant at. And like you said, we've, we, we could have a couple of JD players in the team, possibly... What do, you, what, what do you think?
1: Well, so when I see that we're playing Brentford, my automatic reaction is that we'll win easily because it's only Brentford. And I always think, and it's, a, it's an arrogant thought, that we are Arsenal, we're one of the best teams in the world and they're just a little team in West London that recently have uh, been promoted mm-hmm. and they've not got so many resources and they've got a small stadium everything about them is small and friendly so we should walk over them and then I start looking at their results and I start looking at their results against the, the top six and I was really shocked I saw last season they played obviously they played all the, the top six they only lost to Liverpool and Man United away by I think one goal and us 3-0 they beat every single other top six team at least once mm. other than us and they did the double over
0: Man City, uh, over Man
1: City. Mm. I mean I, I saw an interview with um, Thomas Frank and, um, and Jamie uh, Carragher on Sky Sports and he was discussing you know how he plays against and why he's got such a good record against the top six and even this season He's mm. beaten Chelsea. And then I thought, OK, well, they've just got hammered by Liverpool. And then I watched the uh, Liverpool-Brentford game mm. um, ag- again last night on Match of the Day. And they were a bit unlucky. That particular result doesn't really reflect yeah. I remember how they good the, they were. remember
0: they played Man United. Yeah. Man United was like last minute, last gas. They were, they were losing, second, up to yeah, they were losing time, 1-0. They? And then United, like, bought on McTominay. Yeah, and it he came on twice. And it scored twice in injury time. But I'm telling you, he was a bit against the runner play that game. Well, not against the runner play because they had a real low blocking. But you know, they needed got a victory um, in that game at Old Trafford. They are a plucky little team. Yeah. With some good players like mbwemo Wissa, these guys. You know, I mean, jansen They are. If you're not on it, yeah. If you're, it's one of their teams. I, I know there's a lot of teams like this in the Premier League, but they're one team in particular that if you're not on it they will exploit the weakness and they will take it to Arsenal are going to have to be really, really on it and really, really well organised to win this game.
1: Yeah, I, we, I mean, we, we, we have to be top of our game and the other part is, and the reason why I could see that they lost to Liverpool was something that they're not usually guilty of, they weren't very efficient in front of goal. Yeah, they would missing it, a lot of yeah, chances, but if you no actually, Tony, no yeah, haven't Tony. Huh? But if you look at how they played against Chelsea, that they had a lot less chances against Chelsea, but when they got the chances they scored, they had a similar amount of shots. Um, against Liverpool and hardly any on target mm. um so if they're off it then yeah. we, then we can exploit it but we have to beat off our game i mean the the first that first away game after covid i still have nightmares about that oh, you know that that Friday yeah. night
0: the one thing i would say about that game is like every time we look back at that game is we were very depleted on that night we were um, we, we had a few had yeah.
1: covid uh, on the day didn't we yeah.
0: Yeah, we were very depleted and we went into that game, a very depleted um, squad. I feel this time now, and one thing I've noticed about Arsenal, particularly away from home, I know we lost uh, to Newcastle, but we're very resilient away from home. You know what I mean? We're not a team that can just be. That night we got bullied yeah, we did. in that game.
1: And things have changed since then?
0: Things have changed. I'm not seeing any team this season bully Arsenal. I see Newcastle tried to do it. Yeah. They tried to bully Arsenal. Can't do it. There's too many players in there now that like are up for that, like, you know, in particular a player like a Declan Rice. You're not gonna come bully Arsenal off the pitch. Even Arsenal in that game in the League Cup, again, they really put it on us in the second half. Arsenal stood up to it. Gabriel, I remember, in that game was excellent. So I, I fully expect Arsenal to win this game. I mean, it's gonna be tough. You've got to have full, and I know Arsenal will, have full, full respect for Brentford because we know how tough it's going to be. But I feel that if Arsenal go there, play to how we've been playing this season, I can see us getting a win. I really can. Um, It'd be interesting to see who's going to start. Yeah. Especially up front. Um, If Eddie's fit, do you bring Eddie back in or do you start with Trossard?
1: I'd, I'd do neither. I'd put Martinelli in there and still keep Trossard maybe interchange them a little bit more. Mm. I, mean, I saw Martinelli the, the highlights of um, the game where he scored mm. and it, it kind of brought something back to me is that his finishing is excellent, probably better than uh, Jesus's finishing. Um, his timing of his runs is excellent if you look at his last season stats Mm. I think he he scored 15 which okay is a a Mm. good return for a winger but actually if you look at his expected goals it was only 9.3 and he was he's overachieving massively because of his finishing and also the fact that he has this I don't know whether it's it's learnt and practice, probably a bit of both or natural ability of timing those runs i think he's a natural striker yeah, i wouldn't start him
0: as a striker though i would i'd, it, I'd mix it up
1: because one of the things is that thomas frank will be expecting him to play on
0: the wing mm. so if you put him up front they would just just catch him a little bit cold mm. by the way you know what i was just, just thinking of something you said you, you said earlier that you only watched that you only followed the game on text yeah but then you said you've seen the Joe Linton sending off yeah I saw it and it weren't a send off
1: yeah, yeah I watched the highlights this morning
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that <laughs> he's about as honest yeah. as Man City yeah allegedly allegedly sorry no I didn't
1: watch an illegal stream I'm far too honest for that where
0: did, did you watch it then
1: what on you so, watched, what, uh, you watched was, was the highlights were on Sky Sports check it out if you don't believe me look at the evidence and a VAR now, and there's no 115 <laughs> charges there's one charge of which I'm innocent <coughs>
0: All right, all right. Um, What do you think then? What what do you think the outcome will be of that game?
1: I always think think Arsenal are going to win. But I I do have massive respect for Brentford. I think, I mean, I was looking back at um, some of my earlier interviews and I actually, um, you you were really pushing me. It was just after uh, we went out. I think it was still during lockdown and um, it was all the height of Arteta out was going on, and and you asked me a question of who would you replace um, Arteta with, and I was trying to kind of battle back saying, look, I don't want to replace him. Let let's keep him. I think it's when I came out with, you, you know, you've got to give him a chance, <coughs> and then you kind of carried on and pushed and pushed and pushed, and in the end, I actually came out with um, Thomas Frank, and, and I think that manager is is tremendous. Mm. He's really brilliant. It's I mean, look. Pep is a great manager, but when you've got all those billions behind you, mm. it's going to be a lot easier to win the league. But when you're at a club like Brentford to do what he's doing, even at the moment, the the performances have been criticized. They're still mid-table, you know, with a 17,500-seater stadium. I think what that guy's done, and it's not just one season Incredible. wonder, brilliant. So we, we've got to be top of our game.
0: Incredible. When I run through the games, Julian, this is between now and the new year, every single game, right? This is what Arsenal face, right? So obviously, Brentford away Saturday. Yeah. Um. Then on Wednesday of next week, we've got Lons at home. Yeah. Um. If we win that, we top the group and we're through the Champions League. If we don't, still got another chance to top the group the following week when we play- um, PSV. PSV. But Lons so we're looking good in the Champions League should qualify Um, yeah we're pretty much qualified already already. we've got to beat Lons or a draw with Lons would certify Um, 2nd of December Saturday 2nd of December Arsenal versus Wolves at home then on the Tuesday a couple of days later we go away to Luton Um, then on the 9th of December away to Aston Villa that won't be easy that's a very tough place to go to away at PSV on Tuesday, the 12th of December. Hopefully that'll be a dead Um, rubber for us. Hopefully that'll be a dead rubber. And then we are at home to Brighton. Now people might say, well, we're home to Brighton, but we've had a poor record against Brighton at home over the past couple of seasons. We've lost both of those games. Then, on the 23rd of December, just before Christmas, mm, a visit to the, Anfield. That's the big one. And I understand that the Scousers have got a Christmas party they want to invite you to yeah. when you get up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, you'll be that. going to on your own. I won't be coming with you, right? But, uh, yeah, the Scousers are... Uh, have, uh, have informed me yeah, that, you they've, know, they've
1: always been very friendly when I've been up there
0: uh, uh, <laughs> even in 89 they're really friendly yeah
1: well uh, that, that was it's, before, it's, a, it's a great place I love Liverpool that was
0: before what you said about yeah. um people from Liverpool yeah. um, they will be yeah. welcoming you up there and then Thursday the 28th of December um a home game against West Ham um, and then we finish off the year by going away to Fulham on New Year's Eve when you look at that run of games, number one what do you think of that runner games and then also where do you think we could be around about christmas because once we get to christmas time that's always a good indicator of who's going to be challenging for the league you know there's a lot of talk sometimes that if you're top at christmas which we were last yeah. year right that you're going to win the league but it's certainly you're you're going to be in contention to win the league if you're top or in and around at christmas um run of games there do you expect Arsenal to be right up there come those end of those games at Christmas yeah I mean when I
1: first looked at it I thought that's a really easy run of games and then I looked a bit closer and I saw Villa was an away game I thought it was a home game but it's an away game I think Villa could be tricky I mean you look at most of those we should win Wolves, Wolves at home we mm. should absolutely win that. My biggest concern of Luton away is getting a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's about it. Uh, you know, I have no other concerns mm. w- with Luton. Um, well, what but other ones? I mean, the Villa away. Yeah, the Villa away. three games going up to yeah, Christmas it's, it's
0: Villa away, Brighton. Brighton at home, Liverpool away. I yeah. Mean, that's, you and, know. And I th- I think
1: I'm quite, tough. I'm still confident you as an Arsenal fan you have to be confident you're going to beat Brighton at home regardless of what regardless of what's happened over the last few seasons you've got to be confident that we're going to beat Brighton at home we are a bigger better team and more on form team than them they're still they're, they're a mid-table team they've got a lot of injuries at the moment it, they've got a lot of they've injuries, got a lot of injuries. They're, at, they're, at the moment they're, right. they're mid-table yes they're you know
0: they, they've had a good reason, a good, side they've with had a, good, a good manager, they, yeah, and a good record they, they, at the Emirates. They, they're good, they played us off the park last season. Remember,
1: uh, we were at our lowest, we really were. They
0: caught us, they well, caught like us the our season lowest. before the season before they didn't catch us at our lowest I think even the season yeah. before that was a yeah. draw. Is they've become a real bogey team for us yeah, at home. Yeah. They seem to they 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 go they come to the Emirates without no fear. That'll be a top yeah. that those it's, three games, it is it's it's right at yeah. home. Oh, sorry, Aston Villa away, Brighton yeah. at home, Liverpool away. Those three games, nine points just before Christmas, that is a tough little period. Yeah, if, look, if we get
1: six points out of that, those nine, then I'd be happy with that. But the issue we've got when we're in effect competing against a team like Manchester City is that sometimes six out of nine mm. isn't good enough. You're almost expected to win every single game. Mm. I mean, this is the... You know, Manchester City are a team that I've never seen as good a team in Mm. the whole time that I've watched football as them. So you can't, you know, maybe to get six out of nine and have won all the rest might not be good enough because City Mm. are quite capable just winning everything.
0: Where do you think we'll sit after those running games?
1: I think we'll be um, first or second, probably second. I I haven't looked at City's um, uh,
0: fixtures yet, running up Mm. to it. They've got a few difficult ones as well, but it's a tough run it's a tough run everything's tough
1: the Premier League's the greatest league in in the world it's got the most money coming into it
0: I think the key is the squad it's got to stay fit got to stay fit got to Jesus when he comes back now we need him fit till the end of the season yep Guy's injured too
1: much. And Partey, he's crucial, but can we rely on him? I no. I like
0: given up on Partey, you know.
1: But we, he's still a world-class player when he's fit. He's a fit.
0: world-class player when he's fit. Yeah, but, but he's, he's not he fit? fit.
1: He's as useful as I am at the moment for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Probably True. less useful. I'll cost him less. <laughs> but I'll contribute.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But, yeah, it's a tough little run of games, but it's, there's games in there that Arsenal could win. And I think if they can overcome that run... Then, when they start to get into the new year, you know, um, go away to Fulham. Um, shortly after that, we've got Liverpool at home at Anfield. Sorry, um, Liverpool at home at the Emirates. You know, West Ham. Uh, it's, it's, it's critical, a, it, this Christmas it's period. Always, it's always critical.
1: The whole season is going to be critical. The end of the season, hopefully, will be the most critical which will be challenging by then.
0: Who will be a key player for you in this little period?
1: Martinelli. Really, yeah. I, I just think with his pace and the form and his finishing ability mm. um, and he also injects enthusiasm into the team as well mm. is that I, I've seen it when he you know, little things well, it's not even little that he'll chase back he'll mm. do something that maybe you don't think is his strength you know he's not on the pitch I remember people used to sort of defend Ozil about not tracking back say so, well that's not his job well technically it is mm. um, and what Martinelli does is not only does he track back but he runs back with the same enthusiasm and the same intensity as if he's running for a goal because he's a team player and that it's infectious Mm -hmm. because when he has that mentality he can you know I've seen Odegaard go round he's trying to get the crowd up which is good you know um, Zinchenko does something similar Mm. but the most effective way to get the crowd up Mm. and cheering Mm. is do what Martinelli does you know one of those dashing back and you know yeah. really putting it in yeah. and it, it yeah I, I, I love the guy
0: yeah I think, I think Declan Rice probably key player as well for me you know what I mean since he's come in he's been absolutely brilliant um, and, and, and as I said like I'm looking at them tough games away like Liverpool away Villa away you, that those are the games where you need a Declan Rice on form in there you need them all on form for, all we need listen yeah, you, need, you, 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 you go you. Anfield you've all got to be on form we saw last year but a player that's got a bit of you know oomph in him and, and and that little combination between him and Jorginho by the way um, has been serving them well and, and we're talking about players who are coming back on a bit of a low in you know the Brazilian boys you know players like Declan Rice players like Jorginho they're going to be a bit of a high and you know? I mean they've qualified you know, for the uh, Euros, um, they they played, but, you know, Saka as well. So, so, you know... I'd, have still, rather, I'd
1: still rather them have, have kept at Colney and stayed all, all wrapped up in cotton <laughs> wool.
0: Listen, half of our players seem to get injured in training anyway, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. So, did you give me a prediction for uh, the Brentford game? You didn't? No, I didn't. Let's have it. they would be close, but... I think it'd be three one or three two.
1: I think I think we'll get a few goals, but we may well concede one. Three
0: two. I like the three two. Yeah. I like the three two. That could I could see that as a possibility, but I do think we'll get the job done.
1: And, and we've got Ramsdale in goal.
0: Ramsdale's in goal. Yeah. Yes, Ramsdale's in goal because Raya can't play no. because of the rules about loaning player, loaning a player yeah, from another club. Premier League rules. Yeah. Um. So Raya will not play. Ramsdale will be in goal.
1: Unless he picks Hein.
0: That'll please his dad after yep. the, the comments his dad made the other day about, you know, obviously they're very unhappy that he's not in, in the team. This is a big chance. But then if he plays well, will Mikkel play in the next game? That's yeah. the thing. I think he should. I think, personally, I'd like to see Ramsdale back in goal. I don't know what you think.
1: As a personality... Personality, shot-stopping, kicking. No, I knees. mean, I mean, as a personality, yes. <laughs> I like him, mm. I like his dad. Um,
0: his dad's a great guy.
1: But, if it I've was, I don't know. if it was done on popularity, I'd put myself in goal, but it's done on, yeah, but what's best. Else would. No, but I'm that <laughs> you, you asked me for my opinion. So, it's not done on popularity. Mm. It's done on, who's the better keeper. Yeah, but
0: I think he's and the better keeper. I, I, think,
1: I, I, I think all round the what's way. What's he done wrong? Well, you can, Look back, and you can say he's. I mean, he's made mistakes, and he's, I, mean, Every even, I mean, even keeper does. but maybe he's made more mistakes than than riot Premier League um, player of the um, year, last you, year. Yeah, if you look at the interview, I mean, it, people have said that one of the reasons Arteta dropped him was he did, he did an interview with Ian Wright, where he, he said something along the lines that. Um, he, he can't concentrate for 90 minutes. He can mm. only concentrate for a few minutes and that's why he kind of bounces with the crowd. And, and yes, he's popular. And I, I think he's a, a, mm. a great goalkeeper, but if I had to pick between the two, mm. at the moment, Raya, from what he's done, I haven't seen as, as much of, yeah, of him. It, I've, I've, I haven't seen as, as much of him, but I would I'd pick Raya marginally.
0: Marginally. I, 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 and I, I would, and would, league championships can be I'll decided on marginal. Ramsell. Yeah, true. Up at Ramsdale, yeah. he's, he's never let us down, you know. Yes, he yeah. of course he's made mistakes, um, but it's it's, it's but then yeah. some of the outstanding saves he's made. His character, yeah, he has
1: got he's, he's got you great. Character. He's not, I'm not saying he's a bad goalkeeper, I think he's an excellent goalkeeper, and he's unfortunate in as much as he can only play mm. one position. Mm. And Raya gets the nod, um, whereas yeah. I, unlike myself, I've managed to play two positions last few weeks. I, played you last week and today I'm playing Lee.
0: (laughs) Well, you won't be playing that next week because Lee will be back, but Julian, I've got to say... And and
1: so will you. And I will be back. So I'll I'll be be back on the bench with Ramsdale.
0: (laughs) I've got to say, you've been brilliant. You've been brilliant today and you were brilliant the other day. And it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I love when you come on and you you spit your opinions. So thank you very much for that. Um, And, and
1: And thank you for letting me speak
0: nah I was just. Yeah. I'd kind of forgotten that, but now nah, you ain't come. I was gonna yeah. say we'll have you back on very soon, but
1: yeah, that's me think, gone. Nah,
0: that's it. Gone. That's the death now. Now, yeah, I mean, he's gone. gone. Right, but no, nah, was great to have you on. Um, you'll be back in. Oh no, we'll, we'll be at the game on be Saturday. We? Yeah, no? so we'll be at the game on Saturday. We'll um, back Brentford. Lons. We'll be back for Lons Yeah, uh, on starting eleven. Let's on action. Starting eleven you may be asked, right? But, but yeah yeah, we'll be at the game on Saturday really really looking forward to it Arsenal taking on Brentford 5.30 30 kickoff. don't forget AFTV are going to be there we'll be at the game speaking to fans afterwards and also we'll be here in the studio we've got our fan zone going on where you can call in after the game and let your opinions be heard um, so we want to hear from as many as you as possible to access that you've got to go to our app AFTV Plus download it right now and get the app and be ready for Saturday when we um, have that game featured here on AFTV looking forward to it Julian once again thank you very much thank you to you guys out there listening don't forget this podcast available on all your regular formats so make sure you check it out and we're going to be back next week Lee will be back in the building the lobster will be here right after <laughs> his sun suntanning mission down in Dubai I saw it was raining a lot down yeah. there actually right um Looking forward to having him back in. Um, But Julian, thank you very much. and We'll see you next week. The Invincible Podcast. Myself, Robbie and Lee Judges come together once a week to discuss all things Arsenal. Straight talking, considered discussion, brought to you by the fans of the only club in football league history to go invincible. Sports Social Podcast
1: Network.